you know, Stephen was very, you know, very good there. He, you know, he kept his dignity, but it's a disgraceful decision. Neil said it. It is. It's bang out of order. Yes, there's slight contact in his arm, but I don't think that should define a cup final. And unfortunately, it has. At the same time, guys, it, it, it's, it's relatively easy, I would think. Just change your, 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 your formation. But what I will say is, when people are watching the game and it's four and five and Rangers are not putting up a, a, even a fight, it becomes a lack of interest. You know, there was no necessity for Rangers to be put down into the third division. And um, I think that's the thing that, that uh, they'll always stay in Scottish football. I think there'll be a bitterness in the Rangers ranks that that's happened. That'll be a massive motivation for the club. It would be for me that that's happened. There's no doubt that it was the wrong move in my eyes. Scottish football's been worse off. Shut the fuck up! Hello and welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Gallagher, um, the the Galatron on Twitter, at the Galatron on Twitter. I don't know why I went straight into the uh, the Twitter handles. Off to a bad start. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I should have... I can't even remember. The Kaiser, that was my nickname at one point. Self-appointed nickname. Yeah. The best type. <laughs> Of nickname, um, I'm joined um, to the right hand side, um, uh, Chris Sermani, Sir Manbot, Sir Manmeister General, Sir Mannington Steel. Um, Good evening, gracing his presence, uh, gracing our presence with his his body, not in a sexual way, but maybe yeah. we're lucky. You've got humbug in your mouth. I do. You've got hummer in your mouth. I know. I said that pre. Is that is that funny? <laughs> It wasn't that funny, but you decided to carry forward with it. I've got a Tesco's mint humbug, um, and it's, it's delicious, to be uh, honest. I'm off them. I'm off sweets. For Lent, yeah. I am a bit late. Uh, Keith, Keith Good Gillespie. Evening. Again, I've done it again. I genuinely didn't even mean it as a, as a joke there. Um, Keith McGinty. Even Christopher, how you doing? I'm not too bad. How are you, Keith? 
I'm well, I'm well. He looks like the um, milk tree man. He's uh, all in black. <laughs> he will hopefully be delivering some sort of chocolates to his wife as a, as a nice gift to let her know that um, you're still in love. I don't know where this is fucking going, to be honest with you. Often awful start. Either that or tan your house. But, you Does know. he explain the balaclava? So, right, we'll go for well, that. you know, we thought maybe other things. Um, so, we are... We're... Listen, we're, we're a podcast. We missed last week. There was a, some technical issues. Um, I'm sure you heard that from the week before. Um, but, you know, we got something out that maybe it wasn't up to our sta- usual standard. But, you know, good enough. Check it out. Um, we had a few few interesting people on. And it was it was good. But now we are a couple that, of weeks in. Was that the supplement pod? That was the supplement it pod. It was very entertaining. Right. You talk us through it, sir. You are the supplement representation at this point. You're I'm the, assistant to the, the editor. You're I assistant believe. to the regional editor. Yes. Um, As a office joke. I know. I know. I know. Sorry. Go very on. good. Not enjoyed your, your podcast last week. Graham was on. Um, Christopher, yourself. Uh, Patrick Solich. Patrick Solich as well. He was very entertaining. Patrick looks like, um, what'd you call him? Uh, looks like a good weekend. He he does. He, he looks like he's in the strokes, but also he looks like, what'd you call him, from... Um, Jesus, my mind just went blank. blank. Uh, your man from Tommy. What's the band who could be created? The Who. The Who. The who. Who's the lead singer of The Who? Thingy. I thought the quiz was at the end. What's his name? What's his name? I got it so perfect the last time. Keith I, I, I got it in his face. And, um, Come Roger on. Roger Daltrey? Roger Daltrey. Roger Daltrey, of course. He looks like Roger Daltrey. Um, which is a compliment. But yeah, so we were on the we did the compliment podcast um, supplement podcast was was, was very good. Uh, check out 90minutescynic.com where you can now download the PDF of the supplement. Uh, <clears throat> what does PDS stand for, Keith? <laughs> I don't know. That's <laughs> that's really unfair. I don't yeah, know. Well, it's a lot of hard work went into that. The yeah. the, the writing was excellent this time. Front cover looked really interesting. I like the Friday night lights. Fantastic. Yeah. And um all put together by yourself, um and by Christian Wolf. Um, terrific stuff and yeah check it out nightmarecynic.com there's lots of interesting sort of stuff regarding not just Celtic but world football and uh, lots of interesting personal stories get involved okay so we have um, we're still unbeaten we're still un- invincible um, we're still dominating life like Chris Armani does mm-hmm. um, before we start well, what, what I was thinking we could do is we've got a quiz at the end so the quiz at the end and what would be quite interesting is if the listeners if you want to get involved in the quiz what I'll do is I'll we'll, we'll do the quiz but between bet- between the actual quiz taking place and the answers I'll put a song or something so that you can kind of write down your jot down your answers and then you can play along if you don't fuck you like I'm putting a bit of fucking effort and time in you, you seem you know get involved am I right Chris? See, like a quiz, that's, you know, when a pub's not doing too well, you all oh, we need to get a pub quiz in, like, Chris, uh, is this a comment on the overall quality of the 90 Minutes Cynic? <laughs> so it's a quiz! <laughs> quiz! No, just be, just for something different. Just a bit of fun. 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 Just didn't win a quiz about a year ago. Uh, we've won many quizzes. Aye, we did. We dominate. About, about two years ago. Yeah, what quiz was that again? Ruin the road, was it not? Oh, I ruined the road, so it was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but what, what we're we're going to kind of focus um, firstly on the League Cup final. Um, obviously, there's a lot of, lot of controversy 
um, about the controversy, even though there kind of wasn't any controversy, but we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, I'm going to open up with a question. Mm-hmm. Um, Sir Manny, um, obviously we'll come to you, Keith, in a second. Um, League Cup final moment. Were you at the game on, on Sunday? Yep. Um, what's your kind of biggest... Uh, best, worst, even kind of League Cup final sort of moments, including Celtic, involving Celtic. Best and worst, did you say though? Best and worst. Best, I probably enjoyed the, I think it was 2009, when we beat Rangers 2 0. O'Day and McGeady. McGeady with a penalty. Yeah. Worst, 94. Wraith. Horrific. Just, do I need to say more? Is that one of your worst football memories as a Celtic fan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, probably more so than um, what they would call like Black Sunday. Now, that was horrific. Don't get me wrong. But 94? Uh, man, we hadn't won a trophy in five years at that point. Yeah. We were playing... A Diddy team, essentially. Gordon, Gordon DLs. Uh, yeah. Yep. At Ibrooks, which made it ten times worse. McStay misses the penalty. I don't I've, I mean, I was, we were about 12, 11 or 12 at the time. I don't think I've ever felt as low. And just everything seemed so far away. I mean, it just seemed like nothing was going to change at that point. Um, yeah, you've really put me on a downer there. <laughs> but I, I also remember as well, they had, um, before the game, they... Ibrooks had the scoreboard and they flashed up on it. Congratulations, Wraith Rovers. Don't know, some backstage Rangers IT Egypt or something must have put that up. I remember thinking, ah, yeah, I'll be right, man. And then it happened. Um, so let's, let's move draw on. a line over that. But, you know, those days are gone. And in the past, they shall remain. They're in the past because uh, I think we've got a, a wee bit of revenge these days, you know. Uh, Keith, yourself. Um, Let's you know focus on <laughs> positive. I really want to think about it. Um, <laughs> I'd have to go back to the CIS uh, Insurance Cup final. What was it against? Was that against Hibs? Three 0 Jackie McNamara scored. Am I making that up? Three 0 We beat them three 0 in the Scottish Cup final. Yeah, we did. Maybe what I'm just making up. They just all blend together. I'm I'm struggling to think of a, a proper league cup. Um, when, when Larson scored that hat trick, uh, I've on. got a picture on the wall of the three goals. And that's him. the, that's you know, the strip that I was thinking of. Do you, yeah. know, do you know what was a good one? Uh, 97. Um, we beat uh, Dundee Ibrox. United at Ibrox. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Martin yeah. Vigorst was Martin. unbelievable that day. Um, happier times at Ibrox. Um, no, no, that, that, about, somebody mentioned that the other day to me. And I remember thinking that was a great game. It was terrific. Um, Larson scored. Uh, your man, uh, big Danish centre half, scored. Martin Reaper. Reaper. That's yep. right. And uh, Vikhorst scored the goal as well. Um, whatever happened to Martin Vikhorst? He got game Balagay syndrome. Game Bal, uh, being game Balagay syndrome or something. Yeah, game Balagay. Game Balagay syndrome. He's the news. Game Bar syndrome or something. Uh, like that. Who else had it? Marcus Babel. So he did, that's Marcus right. Marcus Babel. Yeah. Um, he went on to... Uh, he went down uh, south, he did okay. Like, down south. Uh, you know, was it Co- I thought he went back to Bromby. Uh, Lingby or Bromby. I think he came from Lingby and he went back to Bromby or something. Because he was at the World Cup in 2002, did he not? Either mash up, he sent off or something, didn't he? Okay. I know he was at the World Cup and I know something happened to him. Though. That's about... I just want to... I thought he was at Swansea as a player. I know he was there as the assistant to Michael Loudrop. I thought he was there as a player. I don't I'm think ma- he played for him. No, nah, I'm talking absolute farts. Um, Linkby, 
Dundee, Celtic and Brondby. Who did he play most game for in his career? Brondby. Dundee. Boom. If, if we're ever going to a Morton V-Course related quiz, <laughs> Sir Manny's going to be there. Um, were you at the game? You were at the final as well, yeah? At the weekend there, yeah. Okay, great, terrific stuff. Um, I watched it on television. Um, you both guys were there. Um, I'm going to come to Keith first. Keith, uh, just overall thoughts on the game? Um, a slow st- well, I say slow start. We, we seem to control the first half without creating many chances. The only one real chance I can remember would be the the header uh, from Dembele that uh, oh yeah that Lustig put the the cross into the far post, but that didn't really trouble the the keeper. There wasn't very very much. I think Motherwell they had their free kick from Louis Moult, um, which was up the top right hand corner, but Gordon saved well. Wasn't very much. In the first half, I thought we settled well. We seemed to pass the ball, but we weren't quite clinical enough. There wasn't the injection of pace when we got to the the final third. Motherwell just sat in, made it made it very hard for us to break them down. We did seem to get a lot of joy through the wings, though. Um, Lustig was getting quite far up, but there wasn't very many options. Kieran Tierney was the same, but the the crossing wasn't quite up to scratch. Motherwell themselves were going for the, the long diagonal. They seemed to be picking out Kieran Tierney as the, the target for where they were trying to aim the ball and then get the, the, the second ball from. Um, but I think they coped pretty well with that. There wasn't too much for them. How was the atmosphere, gents? Start with Chris. Uh, it wasn't particularly great. I, I mean, Hamden, it's difficult to get a good atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, it brought home I mean, all this discussion about whether it's going to remain the national stadium sort of thing. It kind of brought home just how bad uh, a venue it is. Um, it, you know, you're that distance for the pitch and stuff like that. Motherwell, I think they brought 13,000. They were okay. I thought their fans were pretty good. Um, Celtic fans got going at times. As Key said, the first half was just really subdued. I thought they didn't threaten us. Um, and I thought we were pretty subdued. I think we, we looked a bit tired, a bit jaded. Yeah. Um, Do you think that's got to do with coming back from international duty and some players like not coming back the fact that a Champions lot of these League players well. have came all, like haven't had a rest like Tierney for example has played all the Scotland games Brown's played all the Scotland games Lustig's played you know playoff games um, a lot of our players have played a lot of games well it's, th- it's this time of season if you remember December last year mm-hmm. you know we, we got slight criticism well not criticism because they, when, it, when you have not lost in 65 games there needs to be something that you can get picked on. But last year we were getting picked on for um, you know winning games 1-0 and, and not particularly firing in all cylinders. This is the time of the season where the playoffs to get into the Champions League, um, international stuff and that all starts to catch up on you. Um, and I just I, I think you're probably right. It was an accumulation of all that. Um, you know, it kind of maybe got into the players' legs and stuff like that. Um, and, and saying that, we didn't. We weren't that troubled. We just didn't seem to have that spark that we've had in other games. You know, um, I'm, I'm come to. I know Keith's a fan of James Forrest. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a swaying movement back and forth on social media um, about James Forrest. Um, you know, tweeting out stuff like you know certain uh, accounts tweeting out this is his stats and you know is he one of the best ever Celts? You know that was something I saw. Um, to me, James Forrest is still one of the most frustrating footballers you'll ever see. 
Um, he goes from having this phenomenal game against Bayern Munich where he plays his best ever game for Celtic. I don't think he'll ever be able to hit those heights again. Fingers crossed he can, but he goes from that to, you know, a kind of melancholic kind of display midweek after that. And and from there, it's kind, of, it's kind of highs and lows. A lot of people will turn around and say that's because he's a winger. That's fair enough. I'll absolutely take that on board. Um, he still frustrates me. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, how did you rate his performance in the game against Motherwell? He was one of the better players. I, yeah. thought, I thought he was good. Um, we've talked about this before. We've been critical of him, rightly though, because it, from when he came through, he's never really kicked on in the way that he first thought he would. We've had some performances out of him where you've thought, why are you on the pitch? But so many Celtic managers have stood by the guy. He's also had a bad time with injury, which we can mm-hmm. we can we attribute in his developments probably hindered it. But he's now shown his worth. I mean... As you you mentioned, the performance against Bayern was absolutely excellent. He was the player that we hoped he could be. Now, people need to have a memory longer than two weeks. That's the problem. See, when you're making a basis, a, a judgment on a player, you know, if he's bad next week, and we're on the podcast, we'll say he was rubbish today. This is this is what his performance was. His performance was, but at the same time, you're going to credit him if he's playing really well. And right now, he's a really really effective player for Celtic. You make a judgement over the course of his career and stuff like that. So far, has he lived up to the hype? No. But am I delighted at how he's performing just now? Yeah. I think he's more effective um, when he's got space to run into. See, against teams that are sitting deep, Forrest can't really be that effective. But against a team like Bayern Munich, where there's space and he's on form, you're going to see the best of him. You aren't going to get a lot of dazzling performances from him in the SPL because a lot of teams are going to sit in for him. And that's where... Patrick Roberts, who's a completely different type yeah. of winger, that's where he's going to thrive. It's quite quite funny, they're both kind of uh, different ends of the scale. Um, you know, one, as you say, one's better with space in behind, and Pat's probably better when it is a sort of tighter defence, when he can take a man. What did you, how did you rate... Sorry, were you going to say something? No, I was just going to say as well, and, and, and people really need to stop reducing the debate to it's either Forrest or, or Roberts, because we've seen from um, um, Rogers that... He rotates the squad and he's he's prepared to put... Um, he's prepared to drop Sinclair, yeah, for goodness he's, sake. He's prepared to put players in different positions and stuff like that. Um, it's not about forcing <laughs> the team so Roberts is not going to be in the team. I mean, Roberts has had problems with injury, but you've seen his cameo on Sunday as well. He's, he's an excellent player. Like, let's not reduce this down to... Who's the best? Yeah. And the thing is as well, it's great having that on the right-hand side because maybe we've, we're showing that Sinclair's form isn't great just now and Hayes just has been so ineffective no since he signed for us that there's no competition for Sinclair uh, over in the left. It's maybe a bit of a problem. Your boy? One off. I think uh, Forrest did really well at the weekend and like you were saying when it was the Bayern Munich game that when he's got that wee bit of space he can mm-hmm. do wonders running into it and get us up the park a little bit. Kind of like the way that Sammy used to do, not quite to the that standard though. Something that I've also noticed about him though is that he doesn't just go out wide, he cuts inside as well yeah. so that the defenders, left backs haven't got a clue where he's going to go. Um, part of that was which uh, helps set up the, the goal at the weekend. 
where the defender was showing him wide where all the space was and his, his wee touch that, that played the ball in front of him so that he could just hit it um, was was wonderful to see. Um, your your other boy, oh, you get many boys, which is worrying. Um, Callum McGregor, Calmac, Callum. <laughs> they hate that. Callum McGregor was they used to hate that. Um, <laughs> Cal Callum McGregor was. I thought he was tremendous at the, the weekend. He was shown for the ball. Uh, I'm sure he's got ADHD or something because he just doesn't stop moving. And I think that was part of the reason why we went with Armstrong in midfield as well because Motherwell were they're a very good side. SPL standard. Are, are they? They are set they? up. That's they set up to frustrate us. And what we did really well was the midfield just didn't stop moving. They kept recycling the ball, which tired them out. So at the end of the game, they were shattered. They were all lying down in the pitch, whereas the Celtic players could have kept going. You talked about Roberts coming on. I thought the best thing about Roberts was when he came on for that wee 20-minute cameo. Mm-hmm. I don't remember him passing to very many Celtic players. He was doing it all himself, which was great because it was giving the rest of the team a chance to get a breather because they'd worked so hard up to then. Most of the time he was just tormenting that poor left-back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The one where they nutmeg the guy was just sensational. Um just to bring some money back in for a second, uh, you know, for what was I going to bring him in for? Fuck, I fucked it. Forrest, uh, Roberts, McGregor. No, no, what I'm going to bring him in for is McGregor. Um, <laughs> you know, again, me, both of us have been critical of McGregor in the past. Yep. Um, and again, rightly so, I think. I think, you know, we don't criticise people for the sake of it, with the exception of Charlie Mulgrew. Were you, were um, you critical or were you overly critical? I don't think I was overly critical. I still I, I still really don't. But Well, it's funny. I mean, I remember uh, McGregor talking about Tierney and saying um, when he first came through, when he first came through, he played, played well, and then he got dropped because he hit that dip. And he said Tierney's never had that dip which most players do, mm-hmm. that kind of made me think a bit and think, okay, maybe maybe we were overly critical of him. Uh, shut, the, shut the fuck no, up. No, no, no. But then I came to the conclusion that no, we weren't. <laughs> um, yes. McGregor, McGregor still to me is, I, I'm really glad he's at Celtic. I think if every one of our midfield players are on form, he doesn't start still. That's that's still what I think. I think the reason he's been shown up, he's so reliable. That's what's great about him. Mm-hmm. He can come in and he can take the place of most of our midfield. Armstrong has been very poor this season for the most part. Uh, when Armstrong was on form last season, he, no, I think he was more effective than McGregor would be. It's just you're not getting that from Armstrong. Armstrong's going backwards in development a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah whereas I think McGregor, he's a 7 out of 10 man. And I think that's I think that's excellent. I, I, I really think I, I didn't think he would have a future at Celtic. I've said even recently when his form was better that I think we should be aiming for a bit better as a first starting central midfielder. I still stand by that, but I, I love having him at the club now because I know you're going to get solid performances on a regular basis from him. And he's he's now scored in in the, like the Champions League. Yeah. You can't underestimate how. Big, how important that is mm-hmm. we saw what happened last year and we gave him pelters oh, <laughs> away to Munchen Gladbach you know that was a bad miss but to score a goal that an important goal at that time underlines how far he's came forward it wasn't just the goal though that night against Bayern Munich his performance and the way he takes the ball in uh, dangerous situations and that yeah. drags 
players out of position to mm-hmm. create space for everybody else to, to move into. That's what I really, really like about him. Um, I've liked for a, a long time. I also enjoy that he likes to bring other people into it. His passing sometimes lets him down, but to be fair, so does He's it. improved in that. Oh, aye. So is the majority of the team. Except in the, for the, the Scotland game against Holland. Um, clearly, Strachan was right. Um, <laughs> message, um, question from uh, Stephen Hughes. Evening, gents. Um, and I think this is quite... Um, and, you know, what fits into what we're talking about. Even in gents, he's, he's a classy guy, Stephen. Classy guy. He is. No, he definitely is. How do you see the current dynamic in the team between Callum McGregor and Tom Rogic? Who is first choice for you? Um, for Sorry. Who is first choice for which games in your mind? So, who do you, in, in, in essence, who is the first choice and does it matter what the games are you're jumping I'm, in here? Yeah, just, I've said for a couple of years now, that Callum McGregor is an excellent squad player, and that's what we should aspire to have. Really good Scottish or British players at that level that are comfortable and able to come in in a number of positions. Tom Rogic, when he's on form... He's foreign as well, so Brexit means Brexit, so <laughs> we'll get rid of him. Oz exit. Ah, but that's, that's, that's one of the colonies, they're still under us. Jesus Christ. Looking forward to the, the wedding, Keith, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Do we get the day off? That's all I care about. Just waiting for my invite. Um, I thought Roderick's got his start. He's went on form as the, the far better player. He, just, he can change a game uh, in a way that I don't think we've got many Except players. in the Champions League. Yeah. But he looks a little out of his depth. <coughs> Having said that, we've got a lot of players with a lot of depth. But. The, well, if you look back to Man City at home last season... Oh, we're season, talking about this season, Keith. Oh, this season he's been pump. Well, <laughs> Man, Man City at home last season. How he was done after it? half an hour. Yeah, exactly. But that half an hour, he linked up, played really well. Kieran Tierney's goal. Yeah, yeah. No, we all know what Roger can do. Right, but Louis said in this podcast numerous times, I don't care what it is, he's the first name in the team sheet. No, he isn't. No. It's... And you said it during the week that wasn't a game for Rogic, no. the uh, the PSG game. No. no, it wasn't. See, a game of any sort of intensity. Rogic's not your man. Not even that. Again, it's the sort of pacing behind. Yeah. If you're breaking lines and all of a sudden you've got space to make in acres, of, if you're in acres of space, Rogic can't run into that. No. Uh, no. Because he's he, he's a technically phenomenal footballer. He's great on the half turn. We all know his attributes, but his attributes aren't long bursting runs from midfield no, no, no. and and that's kind of why we'll get to the PSG game in a moment but that's kind of why his selection was for me a little bit odd in that game but the, the um, when he's on form I mean the best football we played last season was with Brown sitting deep and him further forward because at times he was magical and he's a match winner he is he's fantastic he's a I, match I was winner. joking I and, was. and I think at um, a certain level in Europe um, he's Europa gonna, League yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, the guy can make a difference, and I'm not. And he could. He, I think he could make a difference at Champions League under certain circumstances. But there are certain games and certain times where the intensity is high, where you're thinking this isn't for you. And people, again, we, we've said it. I can last ninety minutes and stuff like that, and it really can last ninety minutes. But at a certain intensity, is he effective for the full ninety mm, minutes? Yeah, I, I don't. Now we're um, a high standard then that that's fine we've got a big enough squad or even coming on say we're playing away from you, home in Europe mm-hmm. um, him coming on for the last half hour when hopefully they're a wee bit more tired yeah, yeah, yeah. he'll make more of a difference then but this is it Rogers Rogers knows this Rogers rotates the squad um, I mean he, you know guys like Cham have been 
you know, written off by other people. And then, but then he starts some important games and stuff because he knows that he's young. He's he's going to develop, and he's not going to play the same players all the time. Yeah. Other than the likes of Brown and Gordon and, and and Tierney, these guys are going to rotate, and rightly so. And I, I think we're going to get the best out of a lot of players. So, it's so in, in essence, if everyone's fit and everyone's on form, it really comes down to the style of the game. Yeah. So, is it intensity for you? Um, if if it's a highly physical, athletic, intense game, like the Man City game, even though he only... The Man City game, I think, showed how energy-sapped he can get mm-hmm. if he stays, tries to play that, that intensity. Um, and, and you know, Bruce mentioned glad back away, he was fine. Mm-hmm. Man City away, he was fine, because the intensity wasn't as high. Um, so, in your mind, Chris, and get your input as well, it, it just comes down to... Uh, we, we've got scored for a reason, um, but the really high-end, high-paced matches, you'd maybe more likely to rest Rogic? I, I, I would say that. I, I think he's more effective. The, the, the thing about him is what he can pull out in tight games and stuff like that, especially in Scotland. I, I, I think in the intensity, like you've got guys like Brown and McGregor and Armstrong who seem to have an endless supply of energy um, and at times that can be beneficial. Rogic, I mean, like, another example of it is the cup final last season, right? He came on for Tierney quite early on. He wasn't really in the game, um, I don't think. Um, Their creative players struggled that day, Roberts as well. Roberts um, was, was really good. He hit the post, I remember. He hit, he hit the post, but he wasn't having the you, mm-hmm. the, the, the impact that he had. And he'd had and even just before that, towards the end of the season. I mean, he was, yeah, yeah, he was it's phenomenal. Yeah. But... Rightly said, he hit the post. Both him and Rogic have that ability. Yes. Now he was blown out his backside, but he still he just dragged himself through and scored that winner. He's capable of that. He's capable of that. It's certain. Did it against Motherwell in the four yep. three game as well. Yep. Where under, uh, under the dialer season, the the goal against um, Kamalik. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's against the teams that are, that are quite tight and compact. You've got players like Tom Rogic, who's got a great touch wonderful feet and he mm. can find that wee bit of space to get the shot yeah. away theme was uh, the, the game against Aberdeen last year for the cup final yep. where he, he just curled it past him uh, Joe Aye. Lewis Brilliant. fantastic finish and he does that so often with both his left and his right foot yeah. um, so John Burns has replied to the original tweet from uh, Steph and said I would have both Armstrong has lost his mojo at the moment his corners crosses and shooting in the Ross County match and on Sunday were poor I'd probably agree right now, eh? Um, it was McGregor taking the corners at the on Sunday. I'm sure he started taking the, the corners. Yeah, against Ross County, though, it was Armstrong, oh, Armstrong taking them, and it honking. was honking. Mark Fairfield um, says... Uh, Rogic for the easy games, which again kind of alludes to, to what we were saying. Um, with Armstrong, um, what's happened? I don't know. It, it, well, the whole contract thing's probably simplifying it too much. Um, but to me, I don't know. I mean, he's wee pal. His wee pal's away up the road to Aberdeen. That's what he is. GMS. That's what it is. But he's pals with like Sviechenko uh, and Bitton and stuff. Like, I, I I don't know why he's form dropped so much. I don't know. He's I, only I, shown flashes of it this season. You know, everyone knows I'm a massive fan of him, but the the fact is, it's getting to the point where I'm kind of like, well, well, you know, he he's, ma- he's making. 
he's not he's not making ten yard passes. I mean, it's the really really basic stuff that he's not doing. He doesn't shoot half as much as he did last season. Well, that's what I was going to say. What is it's missing? Is it the goals that we're missing mostly this season? Because his drive as well. I his think. drive. Mm-hmm. Is, you see flashes of it. You can see flashes of him literally. Get grabbing the bull by the horns and actually driving with the ball. Past players, yeah. Yeah, but he, 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 it's in patches, it's in flashes, whereas last season he was doing it on a consistent basis it's from, you know, from October time on. Have you noticed that that kind of coincides a little bit with Sinclair's perceived drop in form? Because I think there's been stats released where Sinclair's been one of our most creative players with assists and goals. But Sinclair seems to have come inside even more this season so that he's not quite. He's more inside forward, taking up that space, the area where Armstrong was getting forward into. Yeah, um, you know, stats are, you know, they're a part of the game. Um, they're for a different pod. They're for a different pod. No, but my point is they, they do give you um, a great insight, but they can't give you an insight into body language. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so from a, a body language perspective, Sinclair just, he's missing a spark. He's not playing horrendously. He's just not. He's. It's like he's lost his confidence. Aye, it's like not he's not lost his devastating. But he's not like see on see on Sunday in the second half when there was a, when he beat the guy he, he beat um, one of the fullbacks early doors and it was almost as like oh I might be able to get that this mm-hmm. guy and that's where we won the penalty for which we'll get to in a second. Um, it's not that he's playing particularly bad. It's just that he's not involving himself the way he did before yeah he seems to he's still able to run at players and peg them back a wee bit so that the the defenders don't quite know what he's going to do nine times out of ten he is going to cut inside onto his right foot so they're just trying to give him enough space till they get um, cover and to to help out so he's getting us up the park into dangerous areas and him and Dembele still try to go for the wee one-twos so I don't know if it's like advanced troubles from second album second season syndrome where players know what he's going to do but the stroke, se- the stroke second album was really good I still not as good as Stone Roses uh, excellent point I liked it I liked it, I liked it. <laughs> okay can we make uh, points that actually make sense guys <laughs> okay. I'm, I jest um, Father John Misty second album was actually probably not his best but still good cold place second album shut <laughs> up <laughs> leave <laughs> Uh, Chris Sermani with the actual cup final as a whole um, considering Sinclair was kind of off the boil Armstrong was off the boil (laughs) um, we still dominated the match Uh, the point I wanted to bring up um, to you that Keith was kind of alluding to that Motherwell are a good SPL team Mm -hmm. sorry Scottish Premiership team an SPFL league team Um, have have Scottish football team have the Premiership teams just decided we can't play Celtic at football, and so we're just going to be physical inverted commas um, and get at them, and that's what's caused Motherwell to get you know become like have this not even Motherwell where they weren't favourites for the League Cup final, mm-hmm. but the way people were talking about them, it was as if you know they've get you know. You know, they're just, you know, it's a sort of eeksy-peeksy sort of thing. Um, do you think they've just abandoned the idea of um, actually playing football and just thought, fuck it, long balls, old school, physicality, bit of fucking elbows, get Keith Lasley back in, get him, in it, get him, get him off, off the bench. Is that, is, that, is that what they've done? Uh, well, 
I think on Sunday they didn't uh, make much of an attempt to play us at football, but to give them their due, they've dispatched Aberdeen twice this season, and Rangers as well in the semi-final, and they weren't they weren't second best, they weren't lucky in both those games, especially the two Aberdeen games. The League Cup, I think they beat them 3-0 They uh, did, yeah, Park. they absolutely and annihilated That was, that was on BT, that, they were really good that night, I thought. Um, the semi-final against Rangers, you know, there was a bit of physicality involved in there, and they, they could have lost a couple of goals or whatever, but I, I, I thought, you know, they showed that they were a, they were a good side. Mm-hmm. Malt has been in great form, Um you know the other Gabardine game fantastic but they basically we're on another level so when they came up against us you know they're already a physical side they're going up that against us Um, but they didn't come near to upsetting us Scott Brown Scott Brown dominated Uh, Lustig made sure that you know, he got these wee snidey kicks in and stuff. You know, we we, we t- absolutely took care of business. No, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, they are are, are they a good uh, SPFL side? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, but are they on our level? No, they're not. But don't you think it says something about us from a positive standpoint that you know we can beat teams when they try to play football against us, Hibs. We can beat teams when they're um, using their referee and institutionalism, Rangers, <laughs> and um, when they're trying to be physical against us, Motherwell. You know, like we're literally. We can adapt so well. That's obviously down to Brendan Rodgers. But as much as that, it's down to the players as well. Um, we should give them cre- credit as well. Um, so very interesting. I was listening to um, the radio and the, the way here there, and Scott Brown, it was the interviews after the game, Scott Brown was saying that, that they knew how Mother were going to play, and they adapted, Celtic adapted their style of play to well. We, we still passed the ball. We could go toe-to-toe with them as well. There wasn't any fear from us that, oh, they're going to try and rough us up a bit. Celtic can Who's going to try and rough us up well, a that's, bit? That's, what, right? that's what we're proving. I mean, you're free Crawford for a start. No one's roughing you up. Honours. Oh, pure, pure hard. You're from Lanarkshire. That's a place, right? Blantyre. 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 Matt Rainwood's asking, Oof. was Motherwell's performance in the first half of the cup final the toughest test Celtic have faced this season domestically? Um Without the the red cards or anything, like that. just maybe even the half first half. No, no, I don't think so. Hibs at Celtic Park. <coughs> Hibs at Celtic Park, probably. Um, uh, you know, just if you're looking at just yeah. halves, if, if if nothing else. Uh, I, okay, let's let's kind of look at the the kind of what the main to- instead of people focusing on the fact that Celtic won, let's focus on uh, what they're all focusing on. Uh, the let's they, let's fucking the mainstream media. I bloody hate the mainstream media. They're bloody bastards. A uh, <laughs> couple of things. First point would be, Chris, was it a penalty? Yeah, it was. Was it a penalty, Keith? Yes, and I've changed my mind since the the highlights that I saw on Sunday afternoon. I agree it was a penalty. Chris, you have a comment. Please make it. Um, it was a penalty. Would you be pissed off if it was against you probably um, doesn't make it less of a penalty what really should be the focus of the attention was is who's the boy that gets sent off Kepri Kepri shouldn't have been on the park that was that was a straight leg challenge on Dembele that was a straight red card if his leg had been planted he would have broken his leg yep now Dembele's now going to be unavailable for the next two games and potentially against Anderlecht it was an appalling challenge, um, and it's completely missed. I mean, you had the, 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 what's the, man, the Motherwell manager called again? 
Uh, Robinson. Robinson. I'm not. It was. I was reading some of that on the, the BBC website. I'm not going to waste my time and money on making an appeal for it. Hi. And uh, it, I'm just going to let him get on, mate. He'll be banned for the next cup match uh, for next season if he's still here because he might be in the English Premier League. Fuck up. And it's like, see this moral high ground that they're taking. The point of that—that's what you should say about the penalty. Yeah, that was a penalty. Technically, it was a penalty. That's the end of the story. But let's be perfectly honest. The guy assaulted Dembele and shouldn't have been on the park. Not a mention of it. Yeah. No. Also, see before, like clearly, what what the kind of tactic what they had was basically for uh, Kipre to literally follow Dembele about the pitch, yeah. and not only just follow him about the pitch, give him wee kicks mm-hmm. and give him wee nudges. Um, and so, from that point of view, you're 100 percent right. This shouldn't be a debate because he shouldn't have been on the pitch. As 100 percent a penalty. There's no question about that. There's got a clear dive. Um, so, <laughs> it was well, it. He did dive. Right. Aye, that's he dived. Well, aye. that's where he was I impeded. Thought. He was impeded. <laughs> the hand seemed to right. okay. touch his waist. He'd be raging if it was against you. Aye, but it didn't look natural it's at all. A penalty. Sinclair, see if he's saying that the guy's got his arm, you would think that the, his arm and his body would go backwards, whereas Sinclair went forwards. That's where I can see the argument saying that it wasn't a penalty. However, the guy's touched him, he's going at pace, he's fell down to give the referee a decision to make. I thought at the game that it, it, it took a while for Thompson to, to make a decision, it felt, yeah, it did, felt, it felt it, but I watching mean, the highlights, it's within a second. That he points to the. It, it, that's just funny you say that. It seemed like he hesitated mm-hmm. and then pointed um, I, when when I was at the game. But at what point did he have the opportunity to say to Sinclair if he if he gave it within maybe two or three paces, which I think I can remember as well, right? Um, at what point did he walk up to Sinclair and say, "Did you dive, I"? <laughs> because apparently that's what he. Does. Is that what he did? That's that. that's one it's, of the mother. Get... The mother goalkeeper said that he came up to Sinclair and he says. Uh, did you dive? Sinclair says so after why, the game. Why would he give a penalty if he, if, if he had any consideration that he was going to dive? Sinclair says that he felt a touch and he went down. Right, Not that it, it, it made him go down. By the way, just, so, just see if this was a Rangers player, you would be fucking raging. Yes. If it was against us, yes. you would be raging. But uh, it's no, so yes. Well, it's, it's Sinclair um, <laughs> against Hibs, it was. They said... The Effie Ambrose one? Yeah, if, if you'd went down and I gave it. No, um, maybe he's learned from that. John McGinley, uh, Kevin Gallagher against Sweden at Ibrox in 1997. If he'd went down, the oldies too honest. That's a reference. Just going back to that that tackle, um, Rogers was right beside it, and he was apoplectic. I was dying to use that word as well. Great he that's the most Raging. animated that I've seen him at the referee or officials for a for a tackle or anything like that. Usually he's Mister Cool, calm, collected, but. He went off his nut. It was just, and uh, you know, we can talk about timing. You can talk about, oh, you know, maybe it was just a lack of timing or he didn't mean he hurt the player. He went at him like a fucking rag to a red thing. It was his lower foot, but the foot was still high enough to to roll over the ball. And he caught him quite high as well. See the the, the thing about the penalty? You kind of need to expect this. When you've we've been unbeaten for so long, right? We've been unbeaten for so long. It must be boring for uh, fans of other teams, you know. They must yep. look at us and they want somebody to knock us off their perch. I get that. I understand that. So they're going to focus on wee things like this. 
I don't think it had a material effect on the outcome of the game. I don't think they would have. I, I don't think they threatened us enough. No. With eleven men. No. I don't think they showed anything that made me think anything. It would have changed anything. And fundamentally, for me, that tackle, which has been swept under the carpet in the first half, there should be a review of that because it, it was it was horrific. It was it was a straight red card. It was an assault. An assault. I says to my dad at, at half time under Brendan Rodgers. Oh, right? He's really doing well. Does he huh? listen to the podcast? He does. He listens. Hello, to Mr. McGinty. Say hello. Hello, Mr. McGinty. Okay. Only to get some more tablet and fucking right. You oh, mean. oh, I swore. Sorry. <laughs> I know my dad listens. As long as to I me, don't. Say to him at half time that I look forward to that wee break so that Rodgers can get the team in because there wasn't any fear going to Hamden. Remember under Lennon and even Dyla. 2012, we You're lost a bit the apprehensive. Final then. Yeah. I forgot about that. I was there. I was apprehensive fun. that we're, we're going to Hampton, something's going to happen, a decision will go against us. We don't allow that to affect us anymore. We've got enough players, enough confidence and strength in the side that we're going to do it. And half time, you know that Rogers is going to change it or tweak it a wee bit so that we're going to get something. And, and how long after half time before the. Uh, Forest goal Is that like five, ten minutes? What, four minutes or something. Four four minutes, really minutes quick, yeah. Scott Sinclair, dive, discuss, uh, drummy, Jackanovsky. We have, sir. Um, <laughs> that's not a problem. Uh, we take care of business. Uh, Del Pierre versus Tolly. We'll get to that. Um, Don't have time for all these segments. Chris Gallagher is a specky tube. You have to do it more nasally. I don't, I don't listen to the mainstream media. Um... Mark asked that he's also asking. Um, this is more of a comment. This is this is just a comment. Sinclair's been shite recently. Announce Forrest and Roberts on the wings. Discuss. Would you be happy going into a game with maybe that dynamic? Um, I actually kind of would. I was talking about that today. I think uh, Forrest and Roberts, as we talked about how their variation in style, they both could switch wings as well. So you've got that opportunity as well. Um, both like to come in at points. I know Forrest is more mm-hmm. a direct of a winger, but I, I I think, you know, I was always one for, you know, Roberts over Forrest, assuming that Sinclair would always start. Mm-hmm. Because, frankly, if everyone's fit and Sinclair starts, I always pick Roberts over Forrest. I, I just think he's a better player. Um, I can see the attributes that Forrest brings. But the opportunity to play both, up for it. Bo- both of them are most effective on the right. Um, but... You know, I wouldn't be adverse to seeing it. Um, I think the Hayes signing has been such a disappointment because we thought, given that he was probably the best player in the SPFL last season out with us, that he would make more of an impact or be able to. And can I keep Sinclair on his toes a bit? He hasn't at all, to the point whereby it's the same as last season. He's got absolutely no competition. Um, So I wouldn't be adverse to it. Uh, I don't know how effective either of them would be in the left, but... Give it a go. Do you think we'll see Hayes on the left a wee bit more? I, I don't if know. If we're maybe playing like... I if, we give, if we give Tierney a rest and give uh, Calvin Mirror, uh, Miller a, a, a chance at left back mm. so that uh, Hayes wide left, he's got all that space, whereas Sinclair comes in to allow Tierney could to take Could potentially... Because the only time that, I've, that I remember seeing Hayes play wide left for us was a home game and... Uh, he whipped in an absolute beautiful cross with pace and power that was right into the middle of the six-yard box. And if we get Dembele back, then we're going to get more chances to score 
cracking headers like that. I've I've not written them off completely. I know most people have because I know there's a player in there. Yeah. Um, whether or not it's his temperament to play at a club <coughs> that needs to win every week, maybe maybe that's the issue. Maybe it's just you know we're expecting him to hit the ground running too quick. Um, but certainly what he's shown so far isn't. I mean, I will uh, always kind of revert back to uh, Paul Hartley, um, who had a kind of torrid first six months at Celtic. Um, But then, um, you know, he signed in January, didn't play the best again, wasn't particularly good between January and, and, you know, uh, sort of end of the season. Then the first game, Spartak Moscow away, header, goal, brilliant, off and running. Mm -hmm. Hayes just needs a spark, I think. Whether he's going to get the opportunity to get that spark... Uh, that's a different discussion. Could Hayes play re- left back? No. No, I'm just trying to get him in the team. What about <laughs> without with just being nice? Um, Sinclair. How much do you reckon our are, are outlay and our week is on Sinclair? How much do you think we're, we're paying him? You're the man in, in the know. <laughs> Me? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know a guy, no? Oh, no. Uh, well, it's got to be north of 30 grand, I'd say, anyway. Uh, I'm another humbug, you're right, right? Fire away. Get that Get that Hummer in <laughs> your gub. Is, is he I'm doing saying. enough to, to justify that wage, though? Well, like, I've in said, Europe? I, I, I've, I've said on more than one occasion that... Put the microphone up. Sorry. I've said on more than one occasion. Sorry, I'm too busy. I'll open this for you. you. Get <laughs> Jesus. Um, thank you, Chris. I'll just wait till you've done that. Before I make my point, <laughs> great radio. I'm opening the humbug, and he's sticking the hummer in his gub, and he's loving it. Is that kettle on you? You didn't want a cup of tea. Do you want a cup of tea now? That was then. Nah, we're all right. We'll we'll get to the point. No, what I've said is he's our our highest sterling player, or maybe maybe he's not earning as much as like Brown or whatever. But um, you'd I'd, I'd want him to take the scheme with the scruffy neck a bit more, uh, and some of the bigger games. Because yeah. in some of the biggest games, he's he, he's been found a bit wanting. It's, you'd think a guy who was so highly rated in England at one point, and, and Rogers has said, we're lucky to have him, and when he's on form, he's right. I do agree with that. Yep. But a guy at that level, you'd I'd, I'd think the money we're paying him, you'd want him to make a difference more often in the Champions League. That's something he's probably not done. And I liked away in the second half. Yes, because the confidence was oozing through the team and the goal he scored was great. But he just seems dead tentative, seems dead tentative in other games. Do you think if he, <clears throat> do you think the kind of pressure of being the guy? Is, I, he, is he get Roman Reigns syndrome? Is the pressure of being the guy affecting him? What syndrome? It's a wrestling thing. It's a wrestling thing. Say it again, though. The Roman Reigns syndrome. Who's Ro- is, that a, is that a wrestler? Yeah. Roman He's the Reigns. Ro- Rock's cousin. He's the rocks, right? So I take it he was. He's be, he's been positioned to be the guy and carry the company, but he's but it, he, it's not working. People aren't buying it, and he's not performing well. That's my point about Sinclair. He's uh, he's probably potentially our, our most our highest paid player. Mm-hmm. He's our star, star signing. Um, Rogers is kind of you know main man in a, in a way. Um, is he bulking at the the pressure when it comes to? I'm talking about mainly in Europe because against. Uh, Bayern Munich at home, he was really poor as well. Yeah, um, yeah. PSG at home, he was non-existent. Uh, but you, you'll give him a pass for PSG at home because that's just the way it was. Um, Bayern at home, where for ex- where you know, I remember I, I mentioned this in the last podcast I was on regarding that. Um, they said, um, you know, Sinclair did so much defensive work. It's like, well, so did Forrest. 
Mm. They were both playing in, the, you know what I mean, the, the similar positions. It's Ag- against Bayern, what are you talking about? Aye. I, I don't think he was particularly impressive defensively. I think he did a lot of r- n- pointless running. Even his pressure seemed a bit half-hearted. I, I really thought it was, it, it was pretty poor against Bayern Munich. Yeah. But part of that... It's dead easy to say he should be making more of an impact, I suppose. But see, when the, the team's not functioning as a whole, it's difficult for him to do it. But even Bayern Munich's a good example of when a lot of players were playing well and he was still didn't make that impact. I do think he's a huge confidence player. I think when his confidence is up, you're thinking, geez, man, he's, he's a top, top performer. But if it's not, and sometimes if it doesn't click straight away, then he, you know he can be ineffective. Maybe that's what you get. Maybe that's why he's here. I don't know. But sometimes you're thinking you, you maybe need to do a bit more. Does, um, he, does he maybe get a bit of a, a free pass though? Because he's got Kieran Tierney wide left that's bombing up that side and making some great runs and good crosses in. Whereas if Forrest is having a bad game, you're not noticing it as much because Lustig's a wee bit more... Because he's terrific. Defensive. Because he's, he's He's just life. I do think he's oh, maybe... Look at him, he's so happy. Some people are starting to kind of call Sinclair this season, which they didn't last season. Um... But Can let's you not move your phone away. Just mm. Aye, move your phone away, Keith. It's making that buzz. Buzzing. I've, <laughs> got, I've got a pertinent point here from the boy Moz. Okay, go on. Sorry, jump oh, in. He was just asking about um, Sinclair. He seems really passive in games. He's saying more looking to lay the ball off than take his man on. Even when he's got a player isolated, like we're saying, is that a confidence issue? And you mentioned that it's a, you it's a confidence player. So Manny mentioned Anderlecht and how great he was and that is as we say that's due to the whole kind of working the whole team worked as a team kind of, of kind of going up, up the pitch together and defending together I've got a question here um, and this will lead us into PSG um, away not um, this is from sick boy at Lewis Riley 88 not saying we should go out to hurt players okay good way to start uh, however do we need to have more of a nasty streak in Europe after we concede a goal to break up play and um, better teams rhythm to stop us conceding so many so quickly I get Lewis's point um, you know PSG will kind of break that down a little bit but in general we can see the three goals in five minutes which is fucking it's just not, it's not very good it's rubbish <laughs> Rubbish, you're okay, it's not making that noise now. No, no, I'm just sort of quite sure. It happens quite often though. Whenever we do concede goals to some of the bigger teams, I think Barcelona last season was we'll the, bring that in the, second, the same. Yeah. Good man. Um, yeah, so, yeah, um, when we lost to Barcelona, yeah, that's a good point. It's like, we can see, I, I remember, and I'm going to kind of cut back to kind of Martin O'Neill, and I'm not comparing Martin O'Neill and Brendan Rodgers, I'm not comparing the teams, I'm just highlighting different kind of performances in European football. When we played Porto away, when, yeah. we, when we get beat 3-0, mm-hmm. I legitimately thought we were going to get tanked about 7 or 8. And we probably deserved to lose about 7 or 8 in that game. We get absolutely hammered. But, for whatever reason, we didn't lose. Now, a lot of people will point to PSG and say they're one of the best teams in the world. Mm-hmm. Right, which they absolutely are. They get some of the most, you know, biggest talent in the world. So comparing that performance to a performance against a Celtic team who weren't necessarily that far off Porto at that point, you know, it's incomparable. But if you just take it from a game point of view, 
there's been so many times when we've almost got tanked. Valencia in Valencia, when, when you know, Rob, eh, Robert Gordon, um, Robert Douglas had a match of his life and we, we lost 1-0. But it was going on, you know, 1-0 going on about 5 or 6 again. We ended up, oh, should have gone through in that tie. My point is, is it just that, I don't know, what's my point though? Chris. Is it luck or is it just I, bad concentration? And well, I've been I've been thinking about this the whole week. Just we seem to completely capitulate. Part of it is the shape and the way we're set up. Part of it is the quality of the defenders. I think part of it is the mentality. Now, the PSG game, I missed the goal. Um, I was putting um, my youngest down to bed and I wasn't rushing to sit down in front of the television <laughs> yeah, was that, no. I was like we'll, we'll, we'll turn it on and see how we're doing check my phone I was going nuts because the belly had scored right away so I, I was like right okay get in and stuck the telly on and we were getting forward fairly well mm-hmm. you know and we looked like oh, wait a minute we're not afraid here then we became afraid that that you could visibly see the fear yeah. You know, yeah. seep into the team, and it was like, it, 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 you, you, I mean, people, some people say, you know, when they scored, I, I, I think that probably was it. When they got when they got the equaliser, it was just like, what do we do now? Yeah. And you're thinking, Sutton said it, and Sutton's been criticised by some people saying they need to be brave, and they were brave for nine minutes, and then shut it, shut it, <laughs> and that to me, it, it, it's it, it's a combination of the three. It's that fear, that inability to. Impose their. We aren't. Are we seven? Are we a seven-one defeat? Are, are they seven six goals better than us? If we are, we're able to perform the way that we can. No, they're, they're probably a few goals better than us, but I don't think we're a seven-one beaten. I just think it's a combination of Rogers' reluctance to compromise his beliefs, yep. which I don't agree with completely. Um, that. Lack of bravery, and I'd, I also think that, especially Boyata, is up to that level. Boyata I mean? is not up to that level. So, see that defeat, depending on the draw. You know, we got it last season for Barcelona. Mm-hmm. We got it this season for PSG. See if we draw Real Madrid next season, and, and Oof. the personnel hasn't changed, and we're st- Roger still isn't going to change it. It could happen every season. Rogers played a similar. Like, he obviously played. He has a philosophy, which I, you know, I respect the fact he's got a philosophy. Um, but he played that way for with Liverpool, who, let's be honest, even at probably this that point had better players than us. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got tanked in the Champions League. Yeah, they get knocked out of the Champions League. My question would be. Uh, it's not a question. I just think we're going to get tanked every but- time. <laughs> I, I I don't unless Rogers. I don't know. And then, it, yeah, go on, well, sorry. I was just going to say, is it is it worth it? Maybe no, getting beat seven one. That's that score line that you sing songs about. Is it worthwhile getting beat? You, you're happy. Still, you're happy with that comment. You've like made that, that a few times. <laughs> is it worthwhile getting beat, but still trying to play our style of football so that we can then look back in the game and learn from it? Because if you look back to last season with Barcelona. We seem to have learned from it. We gained confidence and we drew three each way. Um, Man City, we went down to the Etihad and drew with them there. We drew away with Bruce, you mentioned Gladbach. This season, we get absolutely humped by PSG at 
Celtic Park, but then we've went to Anderlecht. Didn't play the best, but we imposed ourselves on the game. We got humped by Bayern, who missed a hat full of chances. Yes, but we seem to be growing in confidence. We're never going to reach the, the, the level that the guys are, but if we're going there and try to play that way with a bit of confidence, gain it each time, so that we go and play teams that are maybe at our level. But what happens if you're turning over the squad, which we will be? So you're tur- we're going through, There's we've got a squad, right, mm-hmm. that is going through these experiences um, with the idea that in, you know, three, three seasons' time we can compete. But what's our squad going to look like in three seasons' times? Hopefully, Bill. Yeah, we true. seem to have a, a core of Scottish players. Now, Armstrong won't be there. Tierney won't be there. Brown. Bra- Dembele won't be there. Brown might not be able to play that level anymore but you're hopeful that the kids that we're bringing through some of them might be but they're not playing they're not getting annihilated now so this will be li- listen I, I respect Rogers as a coach there's no question but everybody can be questioned and, and because the fact is if we win the treble again this season mm-hmm. we go unbeaten and as Chris says the first game we get we draw Real Madrid and the first game we get tonked 8-0 mm-hmm. is it worth being in the Champions League? I, I, well I don't think, I mean, see what you're saying about being able to look back on it while we're playing in our style? I don't think getting beat 12-1 in aggregate against <laughs> PSG done anything for our players' psyche. I don't think we played when we, it's not like, you know, we played our own way. We didn't play our own way, we just continually let, lost the ball. Well, there's, sorry Keith, I No, no, I was just going to say, well, the other way to look at it is that a bit of Brendan Rodgers then try to demonstrate to the, the board this is how we want to play football this is how the fans demand us to play I don't have the players for this he'll never have Back the players here. for that against PSG and Bayern he will never have those players Without massive amounts of luck massive amounts of luck you know like we, we've unearthed an absolute diamond in Dembele right mm-hmm. but are we going to maybe think of, you can't count on unearthing five absolute diamonds people talk about um Van Dijk, yeah, but, but we've went through okay, so many rubbish pe- defenders. People look at talk about Jozo Simunovic. I don't get it. Jozo Simunovic is always injured. Jozo Simunovic, I think, is a good SPL player, but he gets caught out as much as Boyata in Europe. I, I, I think their best ever game was against Anderlecht away, and you know, Helmendum. I'm not cr- good for them. Brilliant. That's a Europa League game. Yeah, and that, and that's great. And we are a Europa League team, so maybe, in essence, we should maybe just think to ourselves, I just don't like getting fucking walloped. (laughs) It's not fun. I don't think... And and, and as Chris says, I genuinely just don't think we're learning anything. We're not learning anything. Boyata still looks like a a deer caught in the headlights. Um, Simunovic still, his distribution with the ball is still dreadful. Um, you know, the, I could go through the team and you highlight a weakness in every single player's position except um, Lustig. Um, but the fact is, I don't think we're learning anything from it. I and I'm just frustrated. And I, this is a, we've got a podcast event of frustration. That's part of me, right? I don't like PSG, and I don't like the way that they're you know they're funding their football team. And but I accept that that happens. They're not the only team that do it. <coughs> So as much as I dislike them, there is still part of me that would like to see them do what they did to us to a higher level team. And I think they could. I genuinely think they could. I think we get in behind them so many times in Paris that 
I think a better team yeah. will beat them. I don't think... See, people talking about PSG on being on a level that they've never seen before and, 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 su- and such. I, I think PSG are probably in you know, the, the higher echelons of European football, world football, no doubt about it. But I don't think they're going to go and tank teams. I don't think they'll beat anyone else in the Champions League 7-1 or 7-0. I, I just I don't they didn't no, beat I, fucking not, Anderlecht seven 0 and Anderlecht are terrible. No, um, and that's what I get. That's what I get. Ander, and, Anderlecht were more pragmatic when they played against mm-hmm. them. Yeah. But when I say that, I don't mean I don't imagine there's another team that will be in the latter stages of the Champions League that they'll be able to beat twelve one in aggregate. No. Do I think that they could put three or four past a team like Juventus? Yeah, I do. Absolutely do. Juventus may not qualify for the. Juventus may be in Europa League. Well. Oh. We don't get it. Um, like Paul McTaggart asks, "What do the cynics think of the theory that everyone is wrong to question the style approach in Europe? What we need is just better quality." Question mark, particularly centre back and between the sticks. At times, going forward, we looked a threat in Paris, like we're growing into the style in the Champions League. I thought at times uh, we broke pretty well. I think uh, Rogic was shouldn't have played. Mm-hmm. It would have been interesting to see if you know uh, Armstrong was there. Um, I, I, see, a fully fit in form Armstrong would have put had an impact in that game. I, I, I certainly think. Um, but it's it, it's we're, we're allowed. Brendan Rodgers isn't infallible. We're allowed to question him. We're allowed to question uh, how the team plays. You know, I I'm guessing he he's obviously smarter pair man than me when it comes to football. He knows what he's doing. I'm not questioning that. What I'm what I'm the point I'm getting across is I can't see the end game. We've qualified for the Champions League uh, for the Europa League. Touch wood. Um, if, if if we qualify for the Europa League, that's another rung in the ladder, which is great. However, it's I don't, progress though. It is progress, and that that's great. But next season would be your run at the Champions League, and I'm not confident we wouldn't get tanked again because you know us, uh, our luck with groups. It happens though. Roma get absolutely horsed by. Bayern Munich seven. They get no. t- done by Man United like seven one. Yes, it uh, it's not. It's not that we lost seven nil or seven one. That's bad enough. But it's ha- it's that it's happened three times because the five nil game at Parkhead, we I get annihilated. Oh, why? Barcelona away last season, we get annihilated. It, you you mentioned mentality, Chris. These players have now get that burned in the back of their head. So, yeah. and every time we go to an away game, I think there's going to be a fear factor from the fans and from the players. Well. We need to wait and see. Aye, we need we need to wait and see what happens. I mean, we've got the Anderlecht game. We we can we can lose two 0 and still qualify. See, I mean, some people were saying imagine two um, 0 with twenty minutes to go. Sorry, imagine two 0 to them with twenty minutes to go. I'll, I'll I'll put this out there now. See if we <laughs> can't beat if we can't get a point against Anderlecht yep. at home uh, um, in the last day to, to qualify for the Europa League. Then we've no business being in Europe. Um, question. Just forget it. And Aidan Ritchie, uh, in my opinion, and Cham was improved, has improved the last few games. Whilst Armstrong still looks like his heart isn't really in it, should and Cham be the regular choice next to Brown? How do you think and Cham performed in Paris? Um, a lot of really lot of just giving the ball away again. I get. I think that's his mentality. My opinion on Cham is he has everything in his locker to be a top midfielder. But he's 21, um, and you've seen his nervousness. Don't know if the mentality's there, but some people haven't written him off. 
he's, he's mo- our most naturally talented midfielder, I'd say. You see the pass he played for Tierney for our opener in Anderlecht. You've seen some of the goals he scored. Technically, he's good. He's got a great range of passing. I think he'll come good. Um, I think we need to be patient with him, though. Um, he's, he's, he's a young French kid who's not played first team football before he's came to us. He's came to us for a few quid for by our standards. He was at Genoa. Aye, but he was in loan. He's, he played a few games. He played right. Okay, okay. A, a loan a season. Okay, I did play about twenty odd games there. Yeah, right. For a mid, in I, terms of mentality, he didn't play in Champions League. He was playing for a team that were on the verge of relegation. And he wasn't playing for that. a team who had to win every week. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. You know, I think he'll come good. It's the mentality that's it's not there. Some people have you know, expected him to come in hitting the ground running because we paid four million quid for the guy. But I think he'll develop and become our first pick midfielder. That's what I think is important, though. We should be putting ourselves out there as a, a club where young, talented players can come and develop. Handsome, they oh handsome as well. They can make the mistakes. They can make the mistakes, but still learn. With the pressure of having to win every week, like you say, with the the pressure of European football, because yeah. the first part of the season from now up, from start of season up to Christmas is probably the hardest that you you'll find with the amount of games that we have, European much European football we have. It's a really good time for players to develop and and grow into the player that they're going to be. We should be l- trying to cultivate players like that. And okay. I think yeah. Nisham's going to be one of the ones that, sure, he's going to make mistakes, he's going to pass the, the ball but uh, to, to the opposition quite often, but he'll learn from that this season and I think next season, hopefully, you're just going to see him get better and better and better. Yep. Uh, yep. Sean McGinley asks, uh, why does Craig Gordon, as a professional footballer, lack the ability to kick a football in an accurate direction to a teammate? Because he's a goalkeeper. I mean, goalkeepers... Remember Paki Bonner? When the pack, the back pass rule came in, it killed him. It just, <laughs> it just ended, Bonner, and it was goalkeepers. A lot, most goalkeepers aren't going to be good with their feet, primarily because they were stuck in goals. Now, modern football has places more of an emphasis on ability to play football, so that might change in the future. But mm-hmm. Gordon made his debut in an era where keepers were less expected to be good with their feet. That's why. I think I just want Stephen Stephen Craig t- tweeted that comment says, "Are you too young to remember Big Packy?" Um, <laughs> no. What, your, what are your kind of thoughts? Um, I'll get yours first, and then I'll come to you, Keith. Uh, thoughts on Gordon? Um, he's coming in for a lot of criticism and a lot of flack. Deserved, undeserved? Um, partly deserved. My problem is I do remember Bonner and and Et Al Marshall. You know, Muggleton, Gould. Ian Andrews, Gould, Rab Douglas. I remember all these guys, and the point still stands that uh, Craig Gordon's the third best keeper I've ever seen at Celtic Park. Forrest Boric. Broto. Third Boric. Broto. <laughs> Broto. Aye, the, the one that got away. No, uh, yeah, behind he's behind Forster and Boric. Um, Forster, the more reliable of the two. Boric, uh, on form, one of the greatest keepers I've ever seen. Agreed. Then it becomes Gordon. Um does he have flaws? Yeah, yeah, of course he does. You know, um, his decision making is rash at times. Um, you know, you see him coming hearing out of goals, and see him at times he's just annihilated somebody at the end of the box. Boom! And, and just Schumacher. What is going through? <laughs> Water Zinger. You know, oh, aye, aye, aye. Water Zinger. We, 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 we reference for you there. Water Zinger. 
Um, and you think, what are you doing? But then again, he's made some saves. Although the save at the weekend, it was a great save. He's made better this season. You know, the double save. Yep. Um, who was that? Was that Ross County or was it Hibs? It was Motherwell. <laughs> Motherwell. <laughs> In the League Cup final. Oh, the double oh, save. The double save. Oh, the double save. Oh, sorry, I thought you... Uh, no, no, I, I do remember Sunday. <laughs> Christopher. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a great save, but that's what you can get. He can make some unbelievable stops. Some of his shot stopping is, is wonderful, but it does come with um, some deficiencies. Replacing him would probably be harder than some people think. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's a lot of keep. I mean, look the, at Devries. Devries, Devries played. Who did he play against? Was it Hibs? Yeah, and he had an okay game. He quite a good game. And you've had some people calling for him. I mean, do you remember the last appearance? I mean, Barcelona the seven 0 game. I think if Craig Gordon had played that game. We wouldn't have get beat seven 0 No, agreed. Most of the shots. We're at him. Aye. And he jumped out the way. And that that's the thing though, um De Vries was the Nottingham Forest's player of the year, he was in the championship team of the year, um, you know, he was a decent age and everyone was like, Oh, you know, this guy's gonna come in. And he it, it just a shambles. I, I don't, I, people are underestimating how e- how easy it is to get a a good goalkeeper. We struggled for years. Yeah. We yeah. struggled for years. And and sorry, just I have to say it as well. De Vries was brought in Oh, he's great with his feet. No, he hasn't. No. <laughs> I've not seen him. You know, you think he was going to be playing like uh, your man, the, the, the Man City keeper that they've dropped now. What's his name? Bravo. Bravo, no. yeah. Bravo. Bravo. Claudio Bravo. Or, Nor- or Neuer. Like, Neuer. They were talking about him like, oh, he's going to be sitting at the halfway line and Aye. have a cup of tea. These guys spraying balls him. He's, <laughs> no. he, he's Dutch. So think about that. Yeah. That's, think that's what, what people say. All right, people are assholes. <laughs> um, but did you see him on the bloody on the, when he signed his uh, contract? He was loving it. <laughs> love a bench, love a seat. I love a seat. So I'd love to sit down and get paid for it. It's quality, man. It would be terrific. Um, are you guys off this quiz? Woo! Why not? Uh, okay, so what we're going to do is um, we're going to do a quiz. Um, uh, yeah, here comes the quiz. So this may be the start of uh, maybe a regular feature. Who knows? Um, we're going to do uh, a quiz now, and it's going to be on the 1995-1996 season. Some man is trying to look at the questions there. Um, so the questions, uh, what we'll do, will be two sections, five questions each. Um, it'll be Celtic will be the first five, and the second five will be on Serie A. <laughs> Fantastic. 
Um, how are you feeling, guys? Confident? Excited? Yeah, no, no phones? No phones? Did you just take a picture of the questions? That's he's a pure asshole. Unbelievable. Uh, uh, unprofessional. It's alright. Um, so, you can play uh, along at home or if you're walking down the street or whatever. Get the family you, involved. Get the family involved. Um, so, it's what we're saying. So what we're doing. So, uh, Chris and Keith both have um, pieces of paper. And I'm going to, I'll, re- I'll, I'll say the question once. I'll repeat the question. Um, and then I'll do some commentary of what they're doing when they're writing down. I'll look at the thought process. Um, and uh, we'll go from there. So, question one. This is uh, the Celtic section of the quiz. The last time we did a quiz, it was fucking abysmal. So let's try and uh, change uh, change our run to be more positive. So, 1995-1996, Celtic. Um, yeah. Just so you're aware, this isn't a question. This is just a point. Um, from October the 4th, until the end of the season, we went on an unbeaten run of games. This is just a tight warm-up game thingy. How many games were we unbeaten? In that season. In that season. So from from the 4th of October onwards, we didn't lose a game in the league. Um, 42. 23. 42. 31. So that's that's interesting. That was closer. Yeah, Sermani gets the points. Uh, there's, there's no points up for grabs here. There's, there's no points. Okay, so question one. Yeah. So it's a two-point question. Um, the first two questions are two-point qu- In fact, they all might be two-point questions <laughs> when I'm looking at it. Um, so Celtic had a squad of 22 mm-hmm. in 1995-1996. Um, how many foreign players were there and who were the foreign players? So have a think about that. Um, if you're at home, Sarani looks confused. Right, well, wait a minute here. Right, uh, here we fucking No, go. no, it's because hard. if we need to think about it, I take it you're going to... No, I'll, you, I'll, I'll just talk through it, it's fine. So take your time. Um, okay. So um, in the 1995-1996 season, um, it was a terrific season. We lost the league by, by four points. Um, we only actually lost one game, um, and that, obviously that was to, to, to Rangers, um, who probably cheated. I can't remember that game. Um, but from that point of view, so question one, I'll repeat. Squad of 22 that Celtic had, how many were foreign? And who were they? Okay, that went down very well. Um, I don't know, maybe it didn't. Maybe got them all wrong. <laughs> actually, um, so we've put. I've decided to put a four-minute time limit on it. This won't come up on the podcast, but just for future reference. Um, so, 1995-96 season with Celtic. Who was the top goal scorer, and how many goals did they score? The clock is ticking. Okay, so moving on to question number three. Um, it's, uh, it's very tense. Mm. It's in case you go, how do you feel you're doing, Chris? Hopefully better than Keith. Keith, how do you feel you're doing? He's doing easily better than me. This I'm out of my, my comfort zone here. Um, yeah, and it is one of those things where, you know, you can be a massive Celtic fan, but it's, it's the details. The details, you know, I can't remember last week. You forgot the League Cup final was on Sunday as well. No, <laughs> that was... <laughs> That was a joke. Okay, so 1995-96 season, um, Celtic. Um, question number three. Okay, this is yeah, this is quite an interesting one. Where did we get to in both domestic cup competitions? So, what level did we get to? What round did we get to? And um, if we get put out, who put us out? Okay. 
Okay, so moving on, you should see the looks that these guys are giving each other. It's honestly, it's it's unbelievable. Tense, it's tense, what an intensity. How's everyone getting on at home? Tweet us and let us know. Um, but you could just tweet us after, and you can go. You need to use your microphone if you're going to speak. Uh, okay, they can Google. <laughs> they can Google. God's sake! Right, come on, Christopher. Come on. Number four, we played two European ties. Who did we play? One of these is really tough. So, um, aye, if you can get if you can get both, then you fucking win the quiz. But if you can get one of them, um, that's standard because these these are you know we are going to do us a favour, Chris. Going to just nod. I'm not gonna nod. I'm not. I'm not gonna nod. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna nod. Don't be stupid. <laughs> Never nod. You just nodded. I didn't actually at all. <laughs> um, you Chris and Manny's trying to get me to. I'm not. I'm not gonna tell you either the, way. That might be the season after. Um. Um. I think you've spelt that wrong. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so if you get one, then thing it, and we'll get. I'll give you some time now. Unless you've got yours, I've got mine. You've got. Oh, let's go. Up. Let's give a pump at this one. It's a school night. Oh, look at this! It's a school night. We're not even going to have the music for this one. Um, so, you confident, Keith, with your answer? Not at all. In the slightest. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is tough. Can kind of being put on the spot and just uh, and uh, kind of wor- working through it. Working give that a go. Give that a go. Um, if you get uh, uh, the question, you know, the, the European question one is is really tough. Um, one of them, one of them's gettable, but the other one, if you get the other one, I'll be very impressed. Okay, question five, the final question, and to be honest, this I, I'm not really expecting is anybody to get this because this is just a bit of a Snyder of a question. Okay. Um, so Celtic had a lot of four nil vi- victories in the league. Um, they had one five nil victory. Just it's just worth hazarding a guess. To be honest, this this one is just a sort of guess one because I I don't think people remember that that far back sort of thing. Um, okay, so that's the the Celtic part. Are we confident with our answers? Are we are we happy with them? Are you going to do this and then give the answers, or are you going to go on to the second? Well, what do you think? What do you think we should do? Do you think we should? Well, get- I'm so excited to see if I've got any of these right. You want? You, shall we just do go the answers? It, go for it. I'm go. rooting for you. Okay, terrific stuff. Uh, and I, I want to see both dingy sheets. Uh, okay, just put them down here. Okay, so, the first question. Squad of 22. There was uh, a certain number of foreign players. Um, and who were they? So, really? Chris what? has Andreas Tom, which is correct. Pierre van Hoydonk, which is correct. Cadet, which is incorrect. No. You have to use them, mate. Did he not sign later in the season? It's Registration was withheld, yeah. remember? No. It's okay. not Jim Fanny. Um Vata and Anoni. No, it was Tom Tom van Hoydonk. Let me just get my notes. Okay, uh, Keith has got Pierre van Hoydonk, Andy Tom, Stephen Mahi. A bit fucking off there, and Cadet. The true answer is... Let me just get my worksheet. Vata, Vigorst, Tom, and Pierre. So I had Vata. Yeah, so you had Vata, you had Tom. I was going to put Vigorst down, I thought it was too you soon. You uh, signed from Dundee that season. Yeah, so you've got... Chris has one, two... 
Well, actually, you don't because you, you put you're, you're wrong. So no, you're not getting marks for that. And neither yeah. Cam. No, you're not. It, that's just a one. You, you got. You right. didn't even answer it. So I get three out of the four. Aye. Right. Thanks. Uh, number two, top goal scorer, and how many? Um, Keith has put uh, Pierre with twenty four goals, and. Uh, <laughs> Sir Manny's put Van Hoy on also with 32 goals, um, 26 goals for Pierre. Ooh. Keith gets it. Keith gets it. Get in there. It's not getting granny. That's it. It's not going to be a 7 gets 1. It. I'm happy with that. Uh, okay, so number three. Um, let me just see. Where did we go? Where did we get to in the cup competitions? And uh, who put us out? Bonus, if you can. I uh, know the bonus doesn't really work there. Um, so we got in the League Cup, we got to the quarterfinals. Ooh. Um, Chris put just Hibs. <laughs> you just I had put, that semi. You put Scottish League Cup. Quarters. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, Keith put sem- Keith put the semi for both. One of them is right. Um, and yeah, so we got to the League Cup quarter final, and we were put out by Rangers. All right. And we got to the Scottish Cup semi final, and we were put out by Rangers. All right. So we're put by angels in both. Um, so you get no points. No, he gets a point. I get one point. The semi. I bet it was the quarters for the first one. Oh, semi for the second. Yeah. All right. Yeah, okay, so, so, that's, so we both get a point. Yeah, you got. So Chris gets the point for the first question because he did better. Um, Keith gets the point for the second question. Um, so Chris has got. Uh, it's two one to Chris. Bye, bye, but I've messed up because I know it's three, the two. question number four that Keith has got. We played that I never got. two oh. European ties. Who did we play? Uh, I'm really fucking blown away by the fact that uh, Chris Armani has got Dynamo Batumi. Is that right? <laughs> it's Dynamo Batumi. I must get an extra point for that. Well, no, how, because the how, other one's PSG. I know, I know. We played. Did we not play Hamburg the next season? Ah, it was yes. season after. So I messed that up. Um, but Dynamo Batumi's terrific. Uh, Keith got PSG. Yeah. Um, great stuff. Good work. I'm chuffed. Um, That's all from my reading and the, the supplement, which you can download at the 90minutesynic.com website. Uh, and the final question, a lot of 4-0s. Uh, who did we beat 5-0? This is just a guess from my room. It's actually Aberdeen. Mm. Um, cadet. Chris put 5. Was that the Cadet game? Yeah. Or was that the 90? Uh-huh. So that was the cadet game. Aye. So cadet did get registered late in that season <laughs> because I'm sure he scored about eight goals and then he only played one full season for us the next year when he scored about 30 goals. Let's forget the first question. <laughs> yeah, cadet. Aye, so it's not four, it's five. Sorry. So okay. it doesn't affect you. So, okay. I've got an away goal in Europe. We've all got so a chance Chris, to celebrate. See, I, don't happy. Ca- I don't care. I pulled Dynamo Batumi out of there. So <laughs> I messed up. Ham- I'm sure we played Hamburg the next Three. season. Were you at that game? The Batumi game? Three. I was at the Batumi game and I was at the PSG game. But oh it's One, two, yeah, it's a draw. No way. Yeah, it's a draw. Good. Three each. Good work. Um, sh- the last quiz anyway. Shall we rattle through the 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 ninety five ninety six CDL one? Why not? Shall we do or, it? Like- or have we outstayed the quiz? Welcome here. Listen, we've got five minutes left. Let's just rattle through it and see, <laughs> okay. see what's happening because they're, they're they're less sort of how many of sort quick of thing. fire. Yeah, quick Let's fire. Scale, but- Let's go. We're, I'm just going to fire them at you. Um, 
Okay, so 95, 96. Um, Syria, if you're playing along at home, you're probably not. You've probably turned off, if I'm honest with you. Okay, so... Number one, 95, 96, Syria. Uh, there's actually what the, the, the question, the, the, the fifth question is actually more of a general European football question, but it's Syria related. Can I just check Syria? Is that Italy? Spain. Spain. Gracias. Um, so, 95, 96, Syria. Number one, who was the top goal scorer in Syria? You can get a bonus point if you can name both players because it is actually two. They shared Capo Canyonieri. Capo So, if you can name one, you'll get a point. You'll get a bonus point if you name both. Just actually, you know what? I'll just I'll hold off here. Get, oh, the, the, there's the Chris Armani that <laughs> rattling. Guesswork. Guesswork. Atal, absolutely. Yeah, I'm the same. Just guessing. Rattling. Lovely stuff. Oh, we're, we're away. Milan were crowned champions in this season. Um, was it their 13th, 15th, or 17th triumph? Um, one for all the Milanistas out there. Um, Chris Bowd being one. Um, uh, My wee boy being another. I just bought in the AC Milan strip for his. Christmas, well, Santa has many cynic there. Um, <laughs> Let's hope he's not listening. <laughs> Does your young lads do they support any teams, Serie A teams, or uh, not really? The not UV. Not UV. Um, Joseph has a Fiorentina strip, and Anthony has a Roma strip. They've both got Celtic strips, and that's about it. And as we know, Brian McManus's young boy Finn supports every fucking club in the world. <laughs> he seems to have about 400 football <laughs> strips. Uh, okay, so number three. Um, this is an interesting one. Uh, who signed for Inter in this season for four £5.85 million and went on to play 614 games for the club? Um, so think about the time, think about who was there, think about... I know. Uh, it's quite an interesting uh, one. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, Chris seems to think he knows it. I'm sure everyone, uh, you know, it's an interesting one. Keith, you, you happy with your, your answer? Semi-confident with this one. Semi, love Oof. a semi. Um, Keith, semi-daft. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, what... Our age, Chris, the four, it's the best we can hold. Oh, on. absolutely. Um, what? No. Um, how many clubs did Roberto Sensini play for in Italy, and can you name them? This surprised me. I would know. I would have completely fucked this question up. Yeah, I'm going to as well. Aye. I don't know if I can name one. Roberto Sensini. Of course you can. Maybe Wait, not. Th- this is this is the quiz that Marek was born for. <laughs> we should do just see the quizzes every week and just have Marek come and. You know who Roberto Sensini is, don't you? Yes, I know who he is. So how do you, how can you not? I just can't remember. Okay. Nestor. Hi. Um. Yeah. Okay. How many did he play for? How many did he play for? Bonus point if you can name the one he played most games for. But that's really stretching it, I think. Um. Yeah. Um. Oliver Bierhoff at this point was still Give at. Give it a go. Oliver Bierhoff was still at um, Udinese, Udinese yeah. at this point. Um. I think he joined Milan the season after. Because this is the season that Marco Van Basten resigned, uh, resigned yeah, retired. Yeah, he, um, did he not have a good Euros? Yeah, well? he did. Nice six, he scored in the final. Um, happy with your, your answer? Yeah. Good, lovely stuff. Uh, Chris, yourself, good? Good to go on? Mm, I'm not liking this, but here we go. Here we go. Okay, so this is the final question, and this kind of is more, and in, in, you know, takes all the whole grander European uh, system. Who won the Champions League, UEFA Cup, and Cup Winners' Cup? Name the three winners of that competition. 
All right, okay. Um, 1995-96 season. Um, if you if you're listening to the podcast and you, um, I don't don't go on Google. Try and think of your try and think off the top of your head. You'll get the answers in about a couple of minutes anyway, so it's no big deal. Um, I was actually surprised with one of them. I don't know if I would have got. I got two without even thinking, and the third one actually shocked me. There's there's something quite interesting about the third one. Um, I've I've messed this up based on you saying that. I no, 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 no. That just not just just for me, for me personally. Um, oh no, no. I, I'm getting confused with years here. This is annoying me. Ninety five, ninety six. Um, so think about progression of where Milan were. Think about teams coming up. Um, up in in terms of the UEFA Cup, uh, we were in it. You know, um, we played. You know, we were in it for one game every two games every season. So, um, so yeah, um, think about that. And we're just—I'll just stop now. Give you a couple of minutes, and we'll get back to it. Okay, we're back, and just to confirm, yes. <laughs> just just to confirm, um, Chris Omani is raging up until he he saw a little bright light. We seen Keith's answer. Tables were. Sl- Overturned. I've never seen you that took, angry. Took, it took me a second. Okay, so the question, the answers to the uh, the wonderful questions. Let's give a round of applause to the, the, the quizmaster. Do you know they've been off a, a high standard? High standard, cha- <laughs> challenging. High standards. Okay, here we go. So the first question was, who was the top goal scorer in Serie A? Bonus point if you can name both. So as long as you get one, it's fine. Uh, the co- the answers. I know this off the top of my head, but I'll go to my answer sheet. Uh, the answers were Signori, which uh, Chris has. So Chris has got a point for that. That's great. His second answer is wrong, which was Del Piero. God, I wish it was. Am I right? You're right. Um, Keith's first answer was Wea. Good guess. Wasn't right, though. Wasn't right. Um, Pretty shit, though. The other one is... Yeah, okay, I'll put it Igor Protti. Remember him? Yeah, Igor Protti. Igor Protti. Jeez-o. Igor Protti. That, so that's, an, that's the major, the ultimate Marek answer. It, it really is. <laughs> Who did he play with? Uh, he, at that point, he was with... Uh, Sam? No, no, it was a, it was a smaller club. It was... Speak into your microphone. It was... I can't remember who you know played what? for the... the uh, thingy, actually, the uh, Burgundy thing, yeah. Genoa, no. was it Genoa? It might have been. Um, was it Genoa? Let me see. Regina, Igor Brody. Uh, it was uh, Barry. 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 Um, unbelievable. Great player. Great player. Um, always kind of overlooked in a lot of ways. Uh, okay, so that was the first question. Second question was: Milan were champions. Was it their thirteenth, fifteenth, or seventeenth? Fifteenth, uh, and you've both got that right. Oof. Terrific stuff. Hooray! Hooray! <laughs> Hooray! Um, who signed for Inter Milan for five point eight five million, six hundred fourteen games at the club? Keith's put Christian Panucci, uh, and Chris Armani's put Javier Zanetti, and it's Zanetti is what we were looking for. Panucci, yeah, played for Just Inter. Just remember his uh, his pictures from. What's the, the card thing, isn't he? It's like Panucci, what's the card? Panini. Panini. Yeah. Uh, he's pictured Disney change over like 25 years. I think years. He, he went to Monaco, um, Chelsea. Chelsea. Inter. He might have played in Spain. Would he play for Madrid? He might have played for Madrid. Played for Madrid. He played for Madrid under Capello. 
So he did. And I, I, I'm sure Panucci. Who played with Inter for like 20 years? Zanetti, that's the question. Zanetti. That's the answer. That's what I mean. Oh, right. That's right. <laughs> I'm quite disgruntled with myself. Not with you. You're both I'm pretty sure Panucci was supposed to be on the flight that crashed into the Twin Towers. Was he? I'm going to Google that. Okay, interesting question now. Uh... So, uh, how many clubs did uh, Roberto Sensini play for in Italy? And can you name them? So, Chris has put one, two, three, four in Italy. You've put Ajax. Oh, no, that's a fucking <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, what an absolute bellend. Um, I went for four, two. Uh, no, no, Chris has put three. And Chris has actually got this one right because it is three. So that's right. The clubs themselves aren't right, but he gets the point anyway. Um, but here's the thing. No, you've not put any of the right ones. No. So he played for Udinese. The question was, can you tell me? Yeah, the, the question is, the... how many clubs did uh, Roberto Sensini play for in Italy? And the bonus point is, can you name them? No, I can't. I think I'll still take a point for that. <laughs> Suck it. Um, he played for uh, Udinese twice. He played for Parma twice, and he played and played for Lazio. So he played for Udinese, then Parma, then Lazio, then Parma, then Udinese. He literally his career kind of mirrored. I knew he played for Parma, but I couldn't remember him elsewhere. Yeah, Udinese, uh, Parma, Lazio. Right, okay. Parma, um, and it's when everyone signed for Lazio. So I ticked that because that's who he played most games for. And you did say you give a bonus point for you, that. You've got a point. You've got. Well, give me a bonus point. No, he didn't. He played most games for Udinese. You're a fucking rat bastard trying to get all these fucking things. <laughs> okay, so who won all the UEFA competitions? Um, Chris has put Naim halfway line and said to me, if I point, put this in, is it the right thing? Um, I couldn't remember the name of the team, but then I did, so I get the point. You don't get the point. How can I not? Because it's not right. It is. <laughs> no, it's not. It was... Season before, what was it? Yeah, what was it? Uh-huh. Right. So here are the here are the chat, and I check. By the way, I checked this like three times to make sure that I was right. right okay. Bayern won the UEFA Cup for the first time ever. I went and won that. Okay, so we don't have that's. I don't get. So uh, Juventus. So Keith gets the point. Oh, no way. UV. Come on, there's got to be a UV question. I knew I, I wrote UV and then I scored out and put Ajax because I think they must have won the year before, didn't they? Bayern won the UEFA Cup. And PSG, after beating us, yeah. won the final of the of the No, sorry, PSG won the Cup Winners Cup, yeah. No, no, Cup Winners Cup final. Okay, so it's a tie. How is it? No, it's not, is it? <laughs> uh, I was just trying to be nice. So you get one for that. That's one. That's two. That's three. One, two, three, four. So you get four points, and Keith got one, two. So landslides. But you, you, it was you, a valiant effort. It was a valiant effort, and good for you. Um, you actually did pretty well on that, ex- with the exception of the actual final question. Yeah. Um, See, uh, getting years just out, I think, messed me up as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I didn't embarrass myself completely, so... And Dynamo Batumi. I'm delighted. 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 Delighted with Dynamo Batumi. Um, So that was our quiz. Um, Something we might bring in um, just for a bit of fun. Um, Hope you guys, everyone played along and and, and enjoyed it. There's actually one question uh, we had from Nicole um, tweeted us. Um, (coughs) 
and her question was sorry just this is terrible radio just while you're doing that can i just say thank you to everyone that donated for the celtic sleepout yep um a couple of weeks ago celtic uh for the celtic foundation celtic fc foundation raised over thirty thousand pounds phenomenal um and then they've done the london sleepout at the weekend there we've raised they've raised over ten thousand pounds this saturday will be the bucket collection at celtic park for the motherwell game um, if anybody's going, please make sure you bring as much changes you you can afford. Uh, I'll be down there, early doors, round about the the front of the main stand. So if you can uh, drop some off, say hi, that'd be wonderful. Um, yeah, terrific. Motherwell are also the Motherwell podcast are doing a collection tomorrow for toys and stuff at the Motherwell stand. But we we've retweeted the, the link. We'll do it Fantastic. again. Fantastic. Uh, Nicole Clark. Um, Lovely lassie. Was Gabriel Battistuta under slash overrated? Do we look back simply because of his great hair? No, we look back and because the he facial was hair made it as well. Though it was that the wee goatee with the long hair, that and it was wonderful with Roma when they won the league. He Ferguson, Alex Ferguson, often talks about him as one of the players he wished he could have signed. Why? The guy, he was electric, absolutely electric. One of the most natural finishers. Wasn't the most technically gifted in terms of finishing. He wasn't a Robbie Fowler, for example. He scored but spectacular goals, though. The goal he scored at, nice. at Old Trafford. Aye. Remember that? That's what I mean, though. Is he, like, 30 yards out? He's just... Boom. Because he scored a couple against them in Florence, against Man U in Florence, where, yeah. again, there was another absolute roll. And the one at Wembley against Arsenal. Arsenal at Wembley, uh, aye. Terrific. He was behind, probably, behind Van Basten, the most natural goal scorer I've seen. And I've I, I seen more of... Of um, of Batstuta, but you know I was aware of what uh, Van Basten done, and he he was unbelievable. If you were to see that uh, Fiorentina Fila strip, then that's who you would associate with it. It's just it was Nintendo sponsors. To be honest, I would Seven um, Up as well. They did get sponsored by Seven Up. I would. um, What do you call the other? What do you call them? Ah. We're, we're, we're verging into hipster territory, apparently, even though we are from the nineties. <laughs> uh, that's our that's our that's our podcast. Chris Sermani, as always, terrific. Um, Sir Manmeister General. Thanks, um, thanks for everything, Christopher. Handsome hairdo, Italian a wee bit. <laughs> Italian ish. Uh, enjoyed the quiz. Listen, wasn't was it a fun? Disaster? Did you guys thoroughly enjoyed it? But to me. The the wee bit of Italian came out when he pronounced Barry. Aye, Barry, Barry. Just the way I pronounce it. We are the 90 Minute Cynic. You can check us out on iTunes. If you follow us on iTunes, just do an iTunes search in your bar, iTunes bar. Um, we should come up if you can subscribe and nice positive comment would be would be terrific. We we do this off all off our own back and we just do it for fun and we just do it to to have a good time. Um, Speaker.com slash the 90 Minute Cynic. Also, if you check out the supplement, which is available on the website, we've also got a couple of interesting articles on the website anyway, 90minutescynic.com. Got some of Chris's old uh, previews from the uh, the old CDR and the old, remember you and Manic used to, oh, I'll do this one, I'll do that one. It was glory days. Hi. Um, but yeah, check out the website, 90minutescynic.com. All of our links and deets are on Twitter, at 90minutescynic.com. It's the place to be. If you would like to write for the the 90 Minute Cynic, we're always looking for aspiring uh, writers. We just had Dominique O'Hagan uh, write an article for the, the website. It was released at the weekend. Dom Hag over in Iceland, does he? He is, yeah. Finland. Finland. Seems a nice guy. S- seems nice. Timo Pookie Daft. Oh, 
So he is. Uh, um, his article was about um, Dermot Desmond yep. and uh, our right to question him and um, how the situation's been handled. In- interesting insight. And uh, yeah, we're we're looking for positive feedback. We're looking for negative feedback. We're looking for interesting feedback. So visit the website netminnesinic.com and just you know give your points, give your opinions, and give your views. If you liked the 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 quiz. Uh, tweet us and let us know that you like the quiz. If you hated the quiz, tweet us and let us know that you hated the quiz. This is just an idea I hadn't worked today. It may not be, may not work. Um, if you'd rather us just warble on about um, Celtic and football in general, but it was good to get back into the sort of Serie A sort of chat because we do enjoy that. Sorry, Christian Panucci did not nearly go on the flight. That's that a really weird thing to connect. But no, he did. He did avoid uh, soccer star cheats death. Uh, it was in 1996. He missed a flight that crashed, but it wasn't that one. Do you know whose wife? So there you go. Do you know whose wife didn't uh, miss uh, being in a car crash? Franco Baresi's. Did she die in a car crash? No, she, she was in the car crash with your man, wasn't she? What? Lentini. She was in the car crash with Lentini. Ah, yeah. Lentini. Right, I never knew that. <laughs> She was, in the, she was in the car with Lentini um, when they went to hospital. The reason Lentini got papped from Milan so much uh, so quickly and the reason he was so became a total pariah and never got the chance to kind of recuperate is because he was in the car with Brazy's wife. Do you not know that? I didn't know that, actually, no. There it's, you go. That was quite interesting. Little um, Chris Romani, pleasure as always. Thank you. At I am in agreement on Twitter, but private so if you if you get into that bastion if you get into behind the cl- the closed doors the, the the gated sermani is is wonderful and full flow i don't actually tweet anything but you know i'm sorry to give you a bit of kudos, kudos. <laughs> keith mcginty hard g i called you that in a while thank um, you kaiser well thank you uh keith is always terrific thanks very much good fun enjoyed that uh keith mcginty chris sermani i'm chris gallagher and we are the 90 minute cynic and we'll speak to you down the road History gave modern men a telephone.
talk to strangers, machine guns and a camera lens. So when you're asked to fight a war that's over nothing, it's best to join the side that's gonna win. And no one's sure how all of this got started, but we're gonna make them goddamn certain how it's gonna end. Oh yeah, we will. Oh yeah, we will. Failures always sounded better. Let's fuck it up, boys. Make some noise! 